gentlemen, sprudes and spruettes, boys and girls of all ages, it comes to the time of the week when the sad guy and the guy that gives out more John Bucks than he has to give out do another episode of... I haven't seen you in three weeks. I know. I was so excited to come. I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning. Dude, so did I. I woke up because my cats were having a cat fight at the feet of my bed. They were just like (laughs) spitting on each other. (laughs) And uh, was it like acidic spit? I don't. I didn't. Yeah, it was like those floppy dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, with the umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. Just spit all over each other. And so I was like, I couldn't fall back asleep. I'm like, if I got up now. I could maybe like assemble a few models and then just leave a little early. And I'm like, ah. Is that what you did? No, I didn't. What'd you do? I fell back asleep eventually after like 45 minutes. I was so excited. It's been three weeks. Yes. And typically we do this every other Friday. Uh, Scotty Boo was out of town last Friday. So we pushed it off a week. And man, uh, what, what a difference a week makes. Yeah. Poor Amber will have to edit this podcast on the weekend. So oh, everyone, no. share your sympathies, sympathies with Amber in the comment section below. All your sympathies. And let's make this one extra long for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's probably the opposite of yeah. what we should do. Yeah, yeah, no. You're right. You're right. I also woke up early. I had a very productive day yesterday. God, um, those are good, aren't they? Yeah. Like I was, but I was like doing things from like the morning until like, like 9.30 p.m. And so when I went wow. to bed, I was like. I was still kind of in like active mode. Yes. So like I tried to, I read a book, tried to fall asleep, fell asleep, woke up at 2.45 and I was like, my brain is still thinking right now oh, no. after sleeping for like, you know, like four hours. So oh like, no. I'm going to get up. So I got up, came downstairs, cleaned up the area, got all the cameras set up and I went and played four games of Dota. Oh, that's the best use of an early wake up. <laughs> yeah, it is. As an adult. Yeah. You know, as an adult, you're like, this is when I get to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's like to say no right now. You know, when you were, you know, when you're younger, when you you know you're done doing your work and it's like nine o'clock and he's like now is when I play yeah, four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm twenty nine, when you got a significant other, yeah, yeah, don't fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to hide from them. All right, that was the pre preamble ramble ramble. Now onto the preamble ramble. Yes, uh, you made a oopsie whoopsie. Yeah, before we get into the oopsie whoopsie, what the fuck are you drinking? Listen, are we? Is this the eighties? Listen, look at this branding. Um. Before we get into the preamble ramble, <laughs> <You're sick. laughs> Amber's gonna fucking hate you, dude. Okay, listen. Okay, Mountain Dew is playing some hardball with me right now. Okay, they are not budging and giving us a free sweet neon sign in cases uh, of Mountain Dew for us to make a desk out of. Yes. So what they don't understand is I fight dirty. Okay, I am all about nut shots and eye gouges. Okay. Okay. So. On the way here today, I bought a Fago. <laughs> and this is how they know I mean business. I'm drinking Fago today. Just Guess little, what? Just a little middle finger. If I send a little email to my friends in Detroit, makers of Fago, I bet they're going to sponsor us. Yeah, definitely. So Mountain Dew, here it is. You're lying in the sand. This is the first sip of an alternative soda on the podcast. How's it taste? It tastes like Dimatap. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is Dimatap? Dimatap is that grape cough syrup you had when you were a kid. Uh, it's not a bad thing, man. It's not? It's fucking delicious. You want to try it? No. Come on, it's Diet Grape. I'm doing this thing this month where I only consume food that I make from scratch. So. You can uh, make this. I, I actually have looked up soda recipes to make, and I want to make some orange aid uh, with like a bubbly 
uh, soda in it. But if later, you're like a soda streamer, does that count? Because technically, yeah. you had to put the things together. Well, you got a soda stream, <laughs> and then if you made like your own like concentrate, maybe. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just the the carbon carbonation that you're adding there. That's yes. the most difficult part, making yes. your own sodies. Yes. I guess you could just buy club soda and just mix it in. Is that is that different than a soda stream? I don't yeah. know. Uh, no, we're done talking about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, I made an oopsie. Yes. Okay. So, uh, a gentleman uh, presented himself to me. Oh, God, would <laughs> you flash? <laughs> was he in a trench coat? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> and then he kept walking, um, and that was great. And so uh, <clears throat> he's like, "Hey, man, I know you don't do uh, commissions, <laughs> but oh, okay, okay, I know where this um, is going." He's like, uh, I wondered if you'd paint army for me and you could do a video on it. And I, I, I was like, no, of course not. I'm not going to do that. Um, and then I'm like, man, that would kind of be a cool idea. Uh, I got a cool idea for a video off of that. But I'm like, oh, that's still way too much work. And then he told me how much he was willing to pay me. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Money talks, and baby. Yeah, it was a lot of money. And uh, I ordered all the models, got them in the mail. Oh, and you they came in the mail two days ago. And I immediately regret it. Yeah. It's a Adeptus Mechanicus army. All the robots. And I I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Do you actually regret it? Or are you hamming it up right now for the I'm camera? not hamming it up because I saw how big the boxes are. I, if I remember to, and Amber's asking for pictures of this, I will send you a picture of the box of boxes. <laughs> so you can see. It's like 25 boxes. Holy shit. Yeah, it's over 120 models. Oh, when he said Adeptus no. Mechanicus, I'm like, they got some of the big robots and all yes. sorts of whatever. I'm like, that's fine. And I, I didn't look at the list. Yeah, this guy has like a multiple small unit, like, li- yeah. A lot of infantry. Dude. Oh, no. And then the Iron Striders, which are like the ATSTs. Yeah. Which are bigger. I'm like, cool, that means there's not a lot. And and I misread the, uh, uh, what's the name of the app? Battle Scribe list. He sent me the full list. And there was like, two of the iron striders and i'm like okay it's just two of those big robots that's not that big deal and then i didn't realize that it was actually two units of three uh it's a total of 11 oh wow and so last night when i finished uh launching my video to to go live this morning i uh i started putting one together dude these things they have a bajillion tiny little bits in putting them together it's like 17 steps okay that is bad. Let me just remind you of something, and I'm sorry to the guy that's listening to the podcast. You can stop doing this if you want to right now. You can be like, hey, this is too much. I'll send you the miles. You can pay for the miles, but I'm not doing this. That is an option. It is an option. Just, I just want you to know that option. Yeah. But I am a, I'm a hardworking German, okay? okay. I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, fine. And you just expect to hear me bitching about it. Okay? Honestly... Scott? Okay, yeah. My preamble ramble is related to okay, our okay. ethnicity of Germanic heritage. Let's go with this. So normally, while I'm doing a project, you kind of get to a point where it's like, you know, you want to be done with it, or maybe you're not enjoying it. Yep. And you think of a different idea while you're doing a project. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's sick. You might even like buy the stuff for the project uh, in anticipation of doing it. And you tell yourself... Okay, this is the carrot at the end of the stick. When I finish this thing I'm not super into, I'm going to do that. And you know what happens? You never fucking do that thing. No, you, you never do it. You never do it. And so, this is in the art world is often referred to as your muse. 
represented by a sexy female that yeah, whispers sweet nothings into your ear. It's like, do this. Yeah. yeah, and she's like laying on a chaise lounge. Yes. Just like one boobie's hanging out. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's it. Got uh, it. Wait, what? A boob's hanging out? Okay. Yeah, that's how they all that all the paintings from the Renaissance era. Okay, okay. I always have one boob hanging okay. out. <laughs> At least one. Okay. Uh so I was painting my Dark Elder Army, and I was kind of like, you know, it's kind of a slog. It's not very technical painting at the moment. A lot of airbrush work. I'm about to get into the brushwork, but it's still not going to be very technical. It's like, you know, applying washes, applying very fast highlights, and just move on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, on Tuesday, I'm sorry, I went to go see The Green Knight without you. That's okay. I understand. Uh, I'll see it with you again, because it was really good. Um, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. Very different kind of King Arthur movie. Not a lot of combat in it, but it was uh, incredibly tense, very atmospheric, which is a, a word people use to describe a lot of movies that I don't fully understand, but this movie definitely has a very, very tense atmosphere the entire time. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, wait, wait, it's really wait. Good. I got an idea. Okay. What if after this today, you know, we're going to be streaming on Twitch? Yes. What if instead of us streaming mini painting for three hours, we can just stream our reactions while we're in the theater watching the movie? Okay, so we're going to bring our phones into the theater. They're yeah, going to yeah. be on They're gonna next be on. to us. Yes. And the people that are next to us are going to fucking hate us. Yes. Because we have phones on the entire time. Yes. Okay, this all yeah. seems worth it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Back to what you were saying. I'll be like, yo, guys, we're here at AMC <laughs> watching the Green Knight. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that would get kicked out in fucking ten seconds. We're gonna fill this whole video with Orbeez. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's kind of kind of tying into the main topic a little bit. Uh, anyways, uh, being a fan, being a Camelot kid myself, a fan of Arthurian lore. Spam alert! Um, I have some King Arthur models. Do you have any? Did you get any from Echoes of Camelot, the Kickstarter? <clears throat> I have two. Actually, I have three because they sent me a bonus one. Uh, and I was like, dude, fuck these dark elder. I'm gonna paint a King Arthur model because I was like super amped about it. I was like, you know, I was like looking into all these different uh, models, or sorry, uh, characters from different King Arthur movies. Uh -huh. What are you gonna say? I said, I think maybe you gave me one of your bonus ones, so I did. Didn't I have one, like one of the small ones. Yeah, nice. Or one of the ones you put together for the ad spot for Andy, and you showed it, and you had it built. Well, that's not a King Arthur model. That's an that's a Deo Guard model. Oh, Deo Guard. Deo Guard. Right. Different. The samurai guy. Yes. Yes. Even better than King Arthur. Go on. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I uh, I have uh, Sir Percival um, and I have Queen Guinevere and I decided to paint Queen Guinevere. I don't know why. Actually, I know why. Because Percival's got a fuckload of armor on him and I definitely ain't painting that shit TMM. And I was like, do I want to suffer for 40 hours blending NMM? No. I don't. So I painted Queen Guinevere, finished her face, started the gold NMM yesterday. Um, and yeah, I'm having fun not painting Dark Yaldar. Now, moment. this truly following the muse, did you not turn on a camera and you just no, painted of course it for not. yourself? No, 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 no. I'm, this is a video. Okay. <laughs> There's no painting for myself. Okay. I mean, it kind of is, right? But I'm also recording it. Yes. And you're also doing it on the streams. I mean, yeah, that's I'll, yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll paint it on the stream. I'll paint her or I'll paint uh, Cleona Zeitengale, one of the two. Probably her. Um, anyways, that's my thing. So, okay, here's the thing. Um, I never do this. I never listen to the muse. I never stop in the middle of a project. It's like sitting back there on my, my fucking cabinet. Cabinet? Countertop. And, and it's just waiting for me to come back here. The Dark Eldar. I never do this. I did it for the first time, and I'm into it. Um, and the video is going to be about that. It's going to be about how this was. Was it successful? How do I feel about it? Did the motivation of it carry through to the entire project? 
et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I totally can. And I, I'm one that I hate to like stop and put something down. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I know. Or I'm worried that I'll never pick it up again. Yeah. But when it's tied to a video, I think you kind of like, you have that chain attached to your leg. You, you can't Kinda. not pick it up. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but definitely. Yeah. I'm, I want to come back to it anyways. I want to have a painted yes. army. And that, and like when you come back to it, I bet you'll be more excited to do that having taking your little reprieve yeah it's like a little it's a little break from army painting into the world the little dip in the toes into the display painting world dip of the toes man i have even more reason to have a painted dark elder army because my roommate i have a new roommate one of my best friends from high school he just bought a full tiered army off ebay uh used and so he's ready to rock oh, he's that guy yeah okay yeah used he was like he was like how do you strip large quantities of miniatures i was like we'll figure it out you don't curtis <laughs> you paint over it i know some of it looks like it could definitely be painted over but we'll see when it comes yeah anyways okay. that's the preamble ramble look at us staying on topic ish okay yeah that was 13 minutes of preamble ramble that's, that's that seems appropriate all right. The next thing is what we painted, I believe. Yeah. What did we paint? What did you paint, Scott? I painted a lot of Dark Eldar. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, the bases for the Dark Eldar. Uh, I don't know. It's like 80 models or something like that, plus vehicles. Uh, I painted Cleona Zeitengale, which is the chick from Curse City who has like the sh- like the, the shroud over her face and kind of like the big headdress thing. Yes. Um, she's almost done. Um, I should get her out so you can look at her at some point. Um, and then That's I, a, they're all whips. Okay. Yeah. I think it's on a holder. Uh, big fan of the palette that I'm using for her. It's definitely got Easter vibes, but like that peachy pink color, I am yeah. very into it. Um, and then I also started Queen Guinevere. It totally fits this model too. Yeah. I like it. Um, that color really works. A lot of whips, nothing complete, but a lot of things in progress. Whip it. Um, I haven't painted a whole lot since we last got together. My last video wasn't actually painting anything. It was assembling models. I fitted it really well. Yeah, I did. People, what's your hypothesis as to why I did well? Because when I looked at it, I was like, this video's going to suck dick. (laughs) But then I was like, oh shit, dude, he's killing it. So why do you think it did well? Um, I think I had a solid title, thumbnail, and it said 120 zombies on it, on the thumbnail. Yeah, it's a, people want to see someone do like a lot of Ridiculous work in a short amount of time. Um, and I, I think it, it's a relatable aspect of the the hobby that we can have at some point or in some form we've we've struggled with or we've had that pain points to it. Um, so people are always looking for a little edge, a little time saver, a little tweak to improve for something that they're familiar with. Yeah, and everybody's familiar with building the models, so. Um, so yeah, I don't. I it did way better than I thought it was going to do. Hey, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. So I did that one, and then uh, for this video uh, that just dropped today, I painted a broken anvil miniatures satyr, um, and I'm going to show you the picture of it right now, Scott. Because I saw the thumbnail, and I was like, I was the thumbnail has me interested in watching the video because it seems like so. Yeah, there, there. Yeah, I saw, I saw this one in the thumbnail, but I didn't see it up close. Um, Look at that nice infinite black background. Did you cut it out? Or is no. that photo? No, it's just with my my uh whatever satin sheet or whatever yeah. if I'm like six feet away. That's super clean. Um Damn, look at you. So I painted that model. Those print lines. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> zoom in, you see the print lines. I'll just fuck um, with you. Um I need a I need a better printer. I need to talk to Grace. Grace is my any cubic contact. Yeah, good. Air quotes Grace. Right. 
Um, I had no idea what I was going to do the video on when I painted that model. I didn't do. I didn't have any purpose. I didn't have any specific direction. I didn't want to do a certain thing well or whatever. I was like, I'm just going to paint this model kind of for fun. My, you know, the five hours ish time frame. Um, and just figure it out later. Cause sometimes like as you're working through a paint project, you know, whether just for fun or for your own or for competition or whatever, like some realization comes to you or some muse will come to you while you're in the process. Yes. I didn't, didn't want to force anything. Um, and something did come to me, but it was actually, had nothing to do with that specific model, but it had something to do with inside my own ears. Yes. Um, and my own kind of realization of how I like mentally go through these really negative thoughts while I'm painting stuff. And so that's what the video turned into. And it had nothing to do with a, having a negative experience painting this model. It was, it was fun. Um, it was fun to do, to try to get so much fur next to so much skin and make them feel like that would belong with that, but yet them, make them differentiated and i don't think i necessarily pulled it off amazingly but um it was a struggle it was a struggle to do a satyr that's like half of his skin is actually just covered in fur and half of it is, is just his true skin so especially all like the fur that's outlining his face you know how to make that seem like it it is a natural almost transition where it's lighter fur and then it goes to like the full <laughs> chestnutty brown but yeah, that's what I painted. I got that. I got that guy done. Okay, nice. Man, you can really zoom in really far. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, you can see all the uckiness. Look at these zero. blends, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It looks terrible. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> when you put it that close up, you're it like, looks fine. Yeah, it's zoom way out. Just got it. Zoom way, way out. <laughs> Wait, see how great it looks from way back here. <laughs> That's a ten foot rule. Uh, so that's what we painted. Uh, what did you guys paint? What did you guys paint? Why don't you put that down in the comment section? Why do you guys say it like that? <laughs> Why don't you put that in the comment section? <laughs> because if John's went gremlin mode on us, because <laughs> if you do, uh, then we get to read it, and then more people will be recommended this video. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, this is take two of us reading the ad spot, which is not brought to us by Fago. It is brought to us by Broken Anvil Miniatures and their amazing Patreon, Broken Anvil Monthly. Each month, they bring you a buttload of new miniatures that are all pre-supported for click and print access, so it's super easy if you suck at 3D printing like me. Now, the <laughs> best thing about Broken Anvil models, in addition to being very characterful and unique, is that they are great canvases, no matter if you're a new painter or you're very experienced or anywhere in between, Scotty. Broken Anvil Monthly know that many patrons use their miniatures for a tabletop role-playing game, so they decided to lean into that effect and provide some extra gaming content each month. Starting in August, they'll be providing 5th edition compatible monster stat blocks and a one-page adventure each month that tie into that month's model release. For example, August's theme is Tales of Grimwood, which focuses on mystical fairy tale creatures such as fairies, satyrs like the one John painted, dryads, and their own creations like the Mushlings and Grimmies. You can expect to see 5th edition compatible rules for a handful of miniatures releasing this month, such as the Red Cap, Slaughter Mage, the Dryad Crystal Witch, and the Mushroom Shepherd. <laughs> Those mushrooms, they kind of get out of hand. You know, they, they get around. You got to make sure they stay in the pen. <laughs> Additionally, the one-page, fully illustrated adventure takes players on a whimsical journey into the fierce conflict between some rambunctious satyrs and a peaceful colony of mushlings. 
We can't wait to hear what shenanigans players get into with this adventure, and we hope to see their painted figures on tabletop very soon. A big thank you to Broken Anvil Miniatures and for the hard script that they sent Scott that he barely just got through. <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast. All right. Uh, you can find everything about Broken Anvil Monthly and Broken Anvil Miniatures linked in our description and show notes. Okay. Now the bills are being paid on to the topic, which is brought to us by a patron whose name is what, Jonathan? Uh, You'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll set us up. Yeah, yeah, he set us up, Scott. The question this young man, or probably, <laughs> I don't know if he's young. Uh, the question he asked was, what do you think the future of content creation in the miniature space is going to look like? And then he very conveniently kind of laid out several subcategories of content creation it's, for us. It's stew. Stew? Stew. Good old stew. God damn it, stew. Stew just is like just dropping golden nuggets out of his beehole and on is our doorstep. Stu the one whose avatar is like a scuba diving? Yes, and it's okay. green. Yes. That's okay. I know you, Stu, you sly St bastard. Stu is the dude that sent us all the treats. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, From where? I think the German treats. Yes. Okay. Or British treats. Because Manuel Venkert also sent us them. Okay. Stu sent us British treats. British treats. Crazy Winky sent us German, German treats. treats. Okay. Yes. We love treats. Okay. Anyways. It's an interesting question. It's fun to kind of try to bust out our crystal balls, give them a little polish, and gaze into the future. <laughs> That's me buffing it. I don't want to see you ever do that again. Uh, buff my balls. <laughs> you know, buff my ball too, dude. Uh, anyways. Um, you so yeah, got the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a eunuch. <laughs> uh, so I think we should start by what Stu did, kind of breaking down what currently exists. Um, so yeah, there is... A lot of different styles of content, which is pretty cool because back in the day, there were two kinds. There was, I'm going to paint a miniature in a video mm -hmm. or I'm going to play a game. Mm -hmm. those, those two things. And they were mostly um, Dr. Faust painting clinic. Yeah. Uh, Seracio miniature painting. Um, and a few other ones that skipped me at the moment. Vinci V was an early. Vinci V. And I mean, also Uncle Adam, but he wasn't he wasn't much into the painting. He was actually a little bit ahead of his time, I would say. Yeah, he was a. Uh... A uh, trailblazer. Yeah, he's, he was more into the kind of topical content. Mm -hmm. um, and then you had gamers, and the biggest one, obviously, is miniature mini wargaming, MWG. Yeah. Um, we play and call it work. <laughs> nice. Wow, that was good. <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, so there are lots of kinds now. And without naming names, uh, there is uh, miniature-themed entertainment styles of content which i definitely dabble in uh with my weird skits and shit that yeah, no one watch you're entertaining and my uh only fans videos <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck who thought that would exist anyways um there are obviously the still the painting uh and the gaming there are technique focused videos mm -hmm. uh, what else is there i think that there's an interesting and not to to push this topic solely and like here's the history of it right but I, I think at some point um, there was a change, uh, a, a fork in the road between here's me painting a space marine, and <laughs> here's me showing you how to paint Caucasian skin. Um, those became two different things, and on one side you had people like Warhammer Page with Duncan painting this specific model and then you had dr faust and you had vince 
showing you specific techniques. Not that they were the only ones, but they were kind of some of the first trailblazers in that. And so that happened. And I think that was like the first split off. And what we are finding is that the splits have continued to happen. Right? Right? Yes. Because at a certain... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what were you thinking about right there? I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just, I was just not responding. Just fuck with you. Um, so you mean like when you say splits? Do you mean like it's all still painting content, but like the angles are different, the approaches are different? Yes. Okay. I think that like the content there is a, there is like a there is a core to all of the different versions that Stu told us about or mentioned in his list, which is yes. a great breakdown that all the same base core that start from the hobby side, as opposed to the gaming side. Yes. And when there a split happens, maybe it like pulls in a little something from the gaming side. Maybe instead it takes one of those cores in it. It tries to twist it a little bit or add something new that hasn't been there before. Mm -mm. And I also <laughs> think that these evolutions happen in channels or across the medium as a whole over time and not necessarily consciously. Like, when you started doing more skits and, I mean, and adding more ent entertainment to it, I think it probably happened where it felt natural for you first, and then you realized you enjoyed doing it, or it was something that would be interesting, and so you leaned into it a little bit more. Is that true? Or you're like... Because I, I think of, like, you you do have a, a big uh, a, a segregation between skits and, it you know, infotainment, but I think the infotainment side for you was something that that happened naturally. And you're like, I just want it to also be fun. Yeah. Um, not that other people's channels aren't fun, but I want fun to be more on the forefront. Yeah. And, and education to come along with the fun. Yeah, and uh, in your videos as well. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and receive all the praise. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other people, too. I like to have fun while doing their content, and that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the question... Were the skits a conscious decision or was it more of a natural progression? Forever, I've always said that I love everything about miniature painting. The gaming, the fucking lore, the painting, the techniques, the tools, the culture surrounding it. And I always wanted my channel to be a reflection of that. Yeah. Um, and so I think, in, I think it was a conscious decision, but also it was just like, I like making, I like the idea of making air quotes movies. And so this is a way where I can make a, style of video that exists on my channel which is about miniature painting but also i get to satiate my yeah. my desire to make movies write yeah. scripts make storyboards things like that yeah okay all right so that, that's enough of the history maybe that we yeah. delve into here screw Let, the history do we want to then outline the different columns that exist today uh via stew and give our thoughts or they say on if they are columns and and what this all means does that seem like a good natural progression i thought that I was, that's what i was doing in the beginning yeah that's what you're doing and then i sidetracked us okay well, we could do that yeah that sounds like a fine idea yeah it's great when it comes from me <laughs> <laughs> you want to pull up his message and then read them off okay okay let's do this let's have Stu do all the heavy lifting here today okay well i mean okay or so it's just maybe to say the ones that we didn't already bring up maybe okay or we can so just rehash he's got nine Nine, nine different here? ones. Son of a gun. Okay, Stu's number one. Homework. Moving away from tutorial, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a little live editing. Live editing here, so because uh, Stu could be a little bit harsh sometimes. Stu, uh, Stu's Stu bringing, he's bringing down the hammer, dude. Yeah, dude, he's got some spicy meatballs here. <laughs> um, moving. Okay, so number one is moving away 
from the actual mini painting almost, almost entirely and leaning into what generically is successful or is seen and successful in other areas of YouTube. Yeah. And kind of making a hobby version of that. Yeah. And let me, can we, so can we stop and just talk about why these things exist maybe? Yeah. If it's relevant. It's pretty, if it's I relevant, think it's a pretty right? important thing. Yeah. So, okay. So why do these videos exist? Like where it's, it's more miniature themed entertainment. Um, I, I think I have a theory. I think obviously YouTube rewards you putting up consistent videos, staying relevant in your community's eye. If you do that, you have higher metrics, you get more views, you become more relevant. Um, and because of that, people are encouraged to make more frequent videos. And because of that, they have less time to spend making individual videos. So they'll think of an idea, which is totally a fine idea to make a video about, but it's like, hey, this is gonna do well. People care about this. It doesn't take a lot of work. Let's do it. An example, this is not a knock at all. It's a great idea, uh, is um, Midwinter Mini's video about uh, GW paying employees maybe poorly. That didn't take him a while to make. He did some research. Uh, he did some editing for it and he made a video and it did well. And it's like, okay, that's a kind of video that exists now that never would have existed five years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's because, I believe it's because of that YouTube rewarding the just, just fucking get content out all the time. And it's yeah. kind of like, it's almost a little insufferable, honestly. Yeah. And it's also the kind of content that, well, one, you you have this feeling of I don't want to say safety, but you have a, you have a feeling of reassurance because you see it in other areas of YouTube doing very well. Right. Yeah. And so, um, most of us don't only watch mini painting YouTube stuff. So you're kind of exposed to these other areas. You're more familiar with them, and so you may be more apt to to engage from the mini painting side of that. Yeah. I want to say as a whole, where I wanted to go with this was that. The fact that Stu has nine broken out here um, is, is, a, is a testament to the evolution of mini painting content, not just on YouTube, but just as a consumer, because he doesn't always just stick to YouTube on here. There's other ways, um, whether it's, you know, uh, paywall content through uh, like their own websites or through Patreon. Like, stuff like Sergio Calvo-Rubio or yes, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, Banshee and people like Christoph Kotlchuk. Um, and so I think the fact that they all exist is because the market is now really healthy and is grown enough in an audience and consumer base that it's saturated, not in a bad way, but there's a lot of people there. And so how do you differentiate? How do you set yourself apart? How do you have something unique to what you're doing that makes people come to you because there's a lot of options now? And so I think that's why we're um, a main reason why we're here today. Also, this it's I mean, Warhammer's gigantic, D D is gigantic, 3D printing is gigantic. Like there's a lot of Kickstarter are gigantic. There's a lot of things that roads that are converging here that yeah. offers a lot of options or opportunities mm. for for creators in this sphere um much like we saw probably 10 years ago in this same realm with video games yeah you know so there's just so many options so now that there are options um Stu is kind of breaking down into categories what he views them as sure which i thought were pretty damn accurate so what do we think of these where do we think it's going that's what we're trying to answer here right 
I'm just, I can't remember the question. Yeah, but also <laughs> you are in the middle of reading all of the categories. Yes. Do you want to do that or do you not want to do that? I think we read them all. I feel like we should have decided this before recording the podcast. Yeah, that would have been what professionals would have done. Yeah, and we're definitely not That is that. not us. Okay. That's why you tune in. <laughs> this BS. <laughs> so I say we go through them. We give our comments one at a time. Sure. And then at the end, we go through our, our Nostradamus hats and sure, predictions yeah. of the future. Yeah, yeah. So number one is the heavy hitters moving away from the more tutorial style to more um, topical content didn't we already talk about that one yep but we already talked about that one okay, okay. <laughs> number Jesus two Christ, uh this one's word for word because he said this is you and me so i'm gonna make it sound good uh, <laughs> there is the pro production value of information meets entertainment model i mean yeah okay also like channels don't exist in these silos no. exclusively no like everyone kind of like fucking dabbles you know yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a big like graph, right? Yeah. And so you could be you could have like a heat map, right? It's right? like where are you mostly? Yeah. Like, on so this heat you're map. not dead center of any one of these. You're kind of off yeah. kilter. Oh yeah, to, yeah. To okay. a couple of others, but right. you're maybe closer to this one. Sure. So, um, like anything, I think that mini painting, um, especially because of the the actual technical task that what we're doing of painting something really small really up close to show that really well. So we're talking about the technical production aspect of painting. I, I do not think that my footage is awesome at that. I think it's, it's okay. Um, yeah. I feel like mine isn't amazing either. I feel like it's this, it's very difficult to do it consistently. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard uh, moving target for sure. I think more what he's talking about there is the, maybe the crispness of the messaging, the crispness of the edits, the crispness of Hitting, hitting a funny line and, and keeping it fun and info, information plus entertainment. Um, so learning something meets having fun, sure. I guess. Um, and there's a lot of people that do that really, really well out there. And I yeah. think probably some aspect of that is key to success at all of these nine columns. Yeah. Because people need to connect with you. Yeah. You know, because that's why they're going to come back to you. Right. Okay, moving along. Moving along. You have, the, uh, you have the Gordon Ramseys of the miniature painting world, the professional miniature painters, the ones who've commissioned painted or done, like have worked in the industry forever, who have turned into content creators. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that come to mind are people like uh, Angel Geraldez, uh, Trevarian, Christopher Eichhorn, uh, that like have you know great experience sculpting, painting, um, and are also making videos mm -hmm. and uh, are carried... Not only because of their good videos and their great advice, but just just because of the, the merit of their in, in immense body of work. Yeah, that is truly amazing. Um, that's another one. Yep, I think that's one. And and another one is very close to that, um, but using a slightly different approach. Is the same kind of thing. And I think of Sergio here. I think of Flamion. You think of right, right. Uh, up until recently, ben Richard, Rich, Richard Gray. Yeah, Ben Comets is a great one. Up until recently when Richard Gray started releasing YouTube videos is this group of behind the Patreon paywall with this big clout of amazing world-renowned mini painters yeah, yeah. Um, that create content for their patrons that is really heavy stuff um, in terms of a lot of footage, a lot of PDFs, a lot of step-by-step -step walkthroughs. Yeah, a lot that, of like continual footage of the painting process. No, yeah. no edits or very little edits. Yep. Like what you... 
you're here because you really like what I do and either want to be like me or want to improve yeah, overall. See, see my specific better. process. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so that's another group that's close to the, the, I think it's like two sides of the same coin of the one we just went over. It's like, and, and some people are now starting to do both. Like Richard Gray, we're still he still has his very, very successful Patreon. But also now he's kind of throwing out some YouTube videos, mm-hmm. which is good to get a little, little tasty taste. Yeah, it's just feed the fish. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just got to... You got to look, give him that first little taste of crack. I mean, that's big. why Ben Comet's thing lifted off so fast because all the videos on Painting Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, come on. Give ben. us a little taste out here again. Give us a little. Yep. Okay. Next one. Uh, okay. The many headed beast. <laughs> the beast with two backs. What does this refer to? Uh, like the miniature painting academy. Like. Uh, cult of paint like oh like they we make kickstars we make well, we make tools we make content we make everything uh, well i think I, I, that's all he said that's his whole description so we could interpret and put words in Stu's mouth right, all right now Stu. so i think it's more to me i was picturing referring to like you bring the avengers together you know you got to have your Hawkeyes. Okay. Captain so America. Alfonso Geraldes. Chromatic yeah. Circle. Yeah. yeah. And we put all of this crap together. It's even better than one crap. It's not. It's crap. It's freaking amazing. Right. You right. Think of, of, of these conglomerates um, that are pooling everything so they can be more successful together. Um, so that's one. Yeah. And sometimes they do a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Sometimes they do one or two things and just do a lot more of it. Yes. So you get more value or you get to see more perspectives, different artists, see different approaches or whatever, um, as opposed to just paying. And those are typically behind some sort of paywall or you're paying for their products, like the Dale Guard. Dale well, you're getting an awesome model, so it's, it's not to be downplayed. Um, but otherwise, sometimes that they're branching out as well, like Cult of Paint's own airbrush. Uh, oh, airbrush. I was thinking that their YouTube channel as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they, I think they have a, a podcast to do sometimes too. Oh, the guys that make the Artist Opus stuff are also making YouTube videos now. Yeah. Artist Opus has its own YouTube channel. Oh, that's which, the name of it. Artist Opus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, sh- like watch how we paint a golden demon winning thing with dry brushing. And like the fucking thumbnail looks amazing. It's like, yeah. you didn't fucking dry brush that. Yeah. They watch the video. They do it. Dude, I bought those dry Liars, dude. I dro- bought those dry brushes. Liars. They're freaking awesome. Yeah, I should probably watch the video because, yeah, I don't I know how to air, dry brush for shit. Like, it always like total ass. Um, yeah, you do. All right. <laughs> I mean, it does. Okay, next one. You ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. The rise of the new tuber. <laughs> the new tuber. That's Wait. his words, not mine. Oh, uh, okay. With vastly varying quality. Okay. Okay. So this is like this is like okay, obviously there there is a pie to be had here. We want a piece of it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mhm. Yeah. What's well, that yeah, whatever. Yeah, these are up and coming YouTubers. This is the this is the next wave that's going to crash over me, you know? Right. And and I think one of the keys that Stu brings up with this one is that um the the barrier of entry is lower than it's ever been. And I don't mean that like there's just more crappy people making videos. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm saying from a technology standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and information of what kind of technology to use. Yeah, is right. Out there. Yeah. Um, but as well as seeing all those out there, seeing oh such a wide variety of creators, so it kind of can help you envision maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of this. I like what they do here. I like what they do here. I envision myself doing something unique here. 
Um, and seeing new creators become successful, you can start to envision that for yourself. Yeah. Because there's a lot of um, new creators that uh, are doing well. And so it's like, well, maybe I could do that. Definitely. And they probably can and they should try. Yeah. 100%. If you want to commit to that, and it is a commitment, like, you know, don't be disillusioned about what it's going to take. Um, to like do it for a living, is that what you're saying? Not, not do it for a living, but you're like, if you want to get a thousand subscribers, 10,000 subscribers, oh, yeah, 50,000 yeah. subscribers, like that first thousand is so fucking hard. <laughs> and and <laughs> what the consistency and time commitment and editing and internet interesting perspective and that kind of stuff. And be, a, be ready that you're not going to see the return based on how much time you put in at the beginning. And can you gut that out? It's something you can't answer for yourself. Now you're going to have to live it and see. So, so yeah, that's, that's another group. I think that's the most, some of the more exciting things that I see right now in the hobby, like seeing things like the 52 miniatures is a great example. Mm -hmm. I just learned about him like two, three months ago. Yeah. And he just does so many cool drone shots. I want to buy a drone now. Yeah. Intro yeah. every video is him like walking through a fucking meadow <laughs> and it's just like a drone shot and a yeah. slow motion walking. Like, I want to do that. That's yeah. a great idea. That, that's a one, that's one piece of kit that I don't think I'd ever need. Cause I, but yeah. So he uses it in, in a, in a great way for his Dude, stuff. What if you didn't get a drone? What if we just ran a zip line from your roof to the tree in your backyard and you can just like put a camera, on it. but a, just zing a camera across and you're walking through your backyard. Yeah. Just and then we green screen the back fall. and then make it look like there's a haunted forest one day. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's green screen the back <laughs> of my fucking green ass yard. Dude, that would work. Let me just key out this green screen. Oh, the whole yard disappeared. <laughs> Dude. Awesome. Shut now we can look like you're walking through a cemetery. <laughs> Let's replace everything. Here's you're going to see this in Scott's next video. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, okay. Did we did we recap all nine? Nope. Jesus Christ. All right. Stu, you're killing me here. The independence. Now, some of these uh, here <laughs> at the end, they might feel a little bit samey same, Stu. <laughs> okay. So he said that they had these while they were sitting around the campfire. I don't know what he was partaking in a little sippy sip. Little so by the time he got to the end of the, the list, he's like, right, then we have these guys. <laughs> I love these guys. All right. The Independents, a la Richard Gray, in their own website membership outside of Patreon and the YouTube grindstone. I Duncan Rhodes. Take me home. Yeah, I think Duncan <laughs> falls here a little bit more than Richard Gray. Because isn't Richard Gray's stuff on Patreon? I thought, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, maybe he has his own website. Don't know. Go look up richardgray.com. Richardgray.uk. Gray in the UK. UK. .co.uk. .stfu.uk. Sorry, you were wrong. Um, their own website membership. So again, we see some overlap here because, like, the Miniature Academy is its own website with uh, connectivity. It is. Yeah, Miniature Academy. With oh, Banshee's oh thing. right. Sorry, the Afonso Haralas one. Yeah, Banshee's thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as Sir Sir Coates. You know who? You not know who Sir Coates is? Talking about Duncan. It's his new uh, mascot, Sir Coates. I have no idea what this is. I'm going to show you the picture later. Okay. SirCoats.com. <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> I think it's DuncanRoadsPaintingAcademy.com or something yeah, like that. That's a really fucking long name. Everyone's Duncan. got a painting academy, dude. Yeah, dude. Do you want to start a college for miniature painting? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it'd be really shit. <laughs> 
I used to work. You for and four, I, you and I, the professor. I used to work for uh, for-profit <laughs> higher education. I know what a fucking sham that whole thing is. We could get rich, and then go uh, in front you of love get rich quick and then and that, but the problem is then they catch on to you and the federal government just destroys your life no. and you're sent to prison but <laughs> we just got to run to the cayman islands before that yeah yeah okay yeah, pay bail you know do it again one of the first ones that i recall hearing about with with this type was actually um the grim dark compendium which is shoot uh, what the heck is it? It was name? a Kickstarter recently. No, no, Grimdark Compendium is like the original dude on YouTube. Oh, I feel bad because I subscribe to him and I love his videos. Zatskatoon. Zatgaskakoon. 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 Miniatures. Um, and he has had this for years because his niche is the Grimdark stuff and he's phenomenal in it. Um, and he's always done that and he used to do this the kind of rotate your stuff through he did this weird rotation thing on youtube where he'd put a video up for like two months and then he'd pull it down and he'd keep rotating them to like you couldn't yeah it was weird anyway but like i think his you uh, can't do that you can't, there are rules what are you doing is that scat cocoon <laughs> <laughs> i've never known how to say that guy's youtube channel yeah. name yeah but uh he's he's the grim he's the grim dark he lord is. He is. I've seen a couple of his videos. He's They're pretty really, good. Really good. I've learned a lot from All him. right. Okay. Fuck that list. Let's move okay, on. Wait, wait, we got one no, more? No, 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 no. Let's talk about the actual title in this video, oh, which is okay. the future of content. Okay. We, we, it's enough. I'm cutting you off. Stu. Fine. Stu, I'm cutting you off. Okay. You've had too much, Stu. The, okay. The future of content. I got two fake words for you. Okay. Let's hear them. Tick tock. No. Okay, and probably not, but yeah, some people are going to make, and they already have been making it. I think uh, there are some streamers. Oh, is, who's the, what's that streamer duo where it is? They're from Texas. It is a wife and husband duo. The husband's name is Scott. The female's name is. Is that that's not Nerd Forge? Nope. It? From Texas, they're from like Finland or Denmark. Yeah, Nerd Forge. But I think of it in a similar kind of it is, way. Yeah, but they're streamers and they do miniature painting stuff. Anyways, it's ah, fuck. I oh, met, I met a mag Adepticon. There's a, there's a couple. Well, there's like uh oh shoot, he's got black hair, he's got beard, yeah yeah yeah, oh, like yeah, a goatee. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember his name. Oh shoot, sneaky I tiny can small. Picture, I can sneaky tiny small. Is that what it is? It might be his. I'm trying to think of her name because I've followed them on Twitch. Anyway, there's there's yeah there's that duo. There's also. Another duo on Twitch that I can't think of that's a husband and wife that's Anyways, out of the UK. They make uh, TikTok videos. Oh, do they? Yeah, and like whatever. So when you think of TikTok videos, you basically think of Vine. And at least in my head, that's what I think of. But TikTok is like way bigger than that. Okay. Like we like, do you watch TikTok videos? No. Like I don't either. So like, but I know the space is way bigger than what we think it Aren't is. Are they all with like to set to music? No. See, that's okay. That's, that's the musically ancestry of TikTok. So there is some of that lip syncing, dancing stuff, but also there's like just funny videos. There's like very quick recipes. There's all kinds of stuff on TikTok. Um, that feels like it's like Snapchat, then, isn't it? Uh, not, it's kind of more like Vine used to be, oh, like the okay. whatever seven, eight second videos. Um, but they've made some very short, like you know, whatever. Here's a product that I like. Here's the result done. Like you know, it's just like really, really fast and snappy. And so they're you're reaching a new audience, mostly predominantly young audience. And that is a form of newer content. Very short, sub 10 second, Instagram TV-esque 
TikTok-esque videos. Okay? That's a thing. I mean, that to me feels like a like an add-on from an existing brand that is established. Sure, yeah. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Do you think that there's a world where like somebody gets popular, successful, however you want to measure that? From that? Yes. Really? If they want to try, yes. Is anyone going to try? I don't think so. Prove it. Prove it. Someone who's not a content creator, become a content creator through solely TikTok. And you can go out to other things after that, after you made your first meal. Yeah, he, but here, here are the rules. Here are the rules. Nine seconds or less. <laughs> make me love you. Honestly, you totally could do it. There's a ton of funny jokes. There's a ton of things you could riff on. Yeah, I need like 17 seconds to be funny. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just got to fart and then you're funny. You know? <laughs> uh, that's, that's my uh, first theory. Okay, okay. That's we're talking evolution, right? This is like uh, you know monkeys with opposable big toes, right here, right? You and I, yeah. We're talking about evolution, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah life yeah. finds a way. Okay. Yes. All right. So yours is TikTok. Yeah, that's one of us. Yeah, one of them. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I hadn't thought about this. <laughs> you haven't thought about that. <laughs> thought about the future. I'm too worried trying to keep my head All above right. water. I'll <laughs> do another one. Uh, PewDiePie. Know him? I know who the PewDiePie You familiar? What, what kind of content did he used to make? Uh, video game content. What does he make now? Reaction videos. All content that revolves around him. As a personality, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is a very common trend in a lot of very large YouTubers. So, the largest miniature painting YouTuber might at some point realize that, hey, people are here because they enjoy me as a person. That's often why people are there. They like your, they like your opinions. They like, you know, the way you look, like whatever it is, okay? No one's ever going to admit that Squidmar is sexy and they watch just for the sex appeal, but I do. So, <laughs> you got some of this pooty Definitely pie. Vince, too, okay? He's got some fucking wild sex appeal. Yeah. Those fucking Doc Martens, dude. Oh, lick that shit. <laughs> uh, anyways. What is under that apron? <laughs> uh, it's like a Tootsie Pop. <laughs> I don't know what's under there. Like but I want to start licking. I'll wrap that shit, dude. How many licks does it take to get to the center of you, Vince? Um, anyways, if they, you know, you might realize that people are like, hey, they want to hear my shit. Okay. And they might just make like a reaction video to like, a GW release live stream and, and that'll, that'll be content. You know, um, you might think that's a pretty bleak future, but people watch it. So people are into it. So maybe it's a thing. All right. I, All right. I had that one, but I didn't want to share it because yeah. I already have my own plans. <laughs> oh shoot. Um, my plans are say so now I can put this out in the universe. So if anyone else does it before me, I have cause for suing, suing the shit out of them. Fucking legal action. Um, from I, I want to do a reaction video of me painting something and me roasting myself in hindsight what I was doing wrong. <clears throat> and so it's it's me in the PewDiePie booth being like, all right, we got this guy here. He's going to paint this thing. That's not how he talks. And um, and so it's kind of like real time reaction. It's have fun with it and roast on the things that I'm doing wrong, but I'm not roasting on somebody else. So you can't feel bad for me because it's me doing yeah, that. Yeah. You can shit on yourself. Yeah. And, and so no that was mad. I, I think that's, there are some stuff there that's still educational. You could still be like, look at what he's doing. Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do this? Yes. So it's, it's, it's clever. To me, I'm looking at more of like, 
it's it's sharing the similar information that I would share in a new way. So yeah, I think that isn't so much an evolution as it's maybe it's like a new content or it's hard to say the difference between what that is in my head versus what I'm yeah. thinking about. Yeah. Like PewDiePie only makes videos where he's sitting in front of a camera in his fucking set talking about something. Mm-hmm. He's not playing many games. I mean, maybe, maybe he is still playing games, but a lot of his content is just based around him talking about shit, yeah. right? And then it's him slapping the space bar to pause the video and yeah. being like, oh, look at this guy here. What is he doing? Yeah. What do you think, think of the just like uh, Noel Miller and Cody Ko, like yeah. the reaction video? Yeah, stuff. yeah, Because those absolutely. two dudes are funny and yeah. you you put ridiculous content that someone <clears throat> else has come out with and then they react to it. It's funny. You're right. That's that's more of a like a true j- subgenre yeah, than what like I'm sh- referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's still a good idea. Um the version of that format that I had was I was going to paint a video, edit it. Paint a video? Yeah, I was going to paint a video. Wow. I was going to paint a miniature in a video, edit it, and then have my wife try to narrate what's going on. Just like- That's funny. She has to like figure it out, but I don't know if she's game for that, but people have done something like that. A long time ago, I saw a girl, a young like teenager film a makeup tutorial, and then her dad tried to narrate it, and oh. I was like, this is fucking quality humor this right here. This is great. So yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah. So that, that's my thing. People are going to make more personality-centric content. Yeah. Isn't there that one with the video games, too, where it's like girlfriend... Girlfriend reviews? Reviews. So that's about the experience that a girlfriend has watching her boyfriend play a specific video game. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's the angle. That's not too far off. It's not too far off, yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to have somebody. Dude, I need to have to do it with my daughter. Yeah. Have Lou do it. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be so good. Yeah, you should. That's so funny. Okay. Okay. All right. There. There's another. There's another direction. I. I think that. As a whole, we're gonna see. Again, when I talk about these branching paths, we're gonna see one. One big branch that's gonna go more towards a personality-centered, brand-centered content, and we're gonna see another. Um, true. Like, what's the what's the term? Um. Someone that wants to stay true to the artistic form where it is leaning directly into just making better versions or making consistent versions of traditional content. Yeah. So I think that's probably where we're seeing the roads diverge a little bit. And this is often talking about the number one thing or the number one on his list of nine. Um, many of the other ones of his of his other list were just about basically business models. Right. Okay. So we're yeah, we're talking sure. about a big pile of content that you you can you can sub categorize, but the big differentiator in a lot of these now is kind of getting to the the boring businessy money side of things. Yeah, I think it's probably best to separate that from the actual content. Sure, at least I think that's to me that feels cleaner because how it's done whether youtube is dead in five years or patreon is dead in five years or whatever the the model for content creators to be able to to do this whether it's just for fun or as a living and everywhere in between that's that's the platform the platform may change but what you do can shift ideally can shift to where it's home where it's home is um but it still has to straight stay true to what your what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Okay. 
So I would. Do you think I'm? Do you agree with the fact that it, it's another branch now in the tree where we're getting more brand focus versus more strictly education? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like, for better or for worse, my reaction to the way that I think content is supposed to work on YouTube is me double downing on a strategy that I prefer to watch. Whether or not it's good for my channel, I would like to make the more, you know, the more crunchy painting videos that are higher quality. And so I'm kind of like, yes, I'm kind of like deviating and going that way as opposed to going in a different way. Mm -hmm. I do. I do like making drug mini painting videos and shit like that. I still enjoy that. Um, We got to do another one of those soon, don't we? We do actually. The guy, the bartender uh, that we had last time, Derek, he reached out to me and was like, hey, you want to do this again? And I was like, he was like, also, please let me make you real drinks. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably a good yeah. idea. All right. We only want null oil shots, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put squid ink in now. I'm going to teeth to be dyed black. No. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. People tend to double down on what they're doing, um, especially when they see like other people having success in like different areas. Cause it's like, it almost feels like a weakness to like try to copy someone else as opposed to just sticking to what you're doing and what you know you're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think the exciting part about this is that if we were to listen to this podcast back five years from now or 10 years from now in our predictions, um, I think we'll be like, we'll have maybe hit like, 20% accuracy because so much of it is unpredictable because it's a wave that with a slow evolution. And if we don't see the start of the wave or we just see the tip of it and we don't think that it's just the tip, you know, you, you just, you don't, you can't see seven rungs down the ladder. Yeah. Um, that things could be totally crazy and unique, or they could be just slight, tweaks and variations we have instead of a list of nine there's a list of 20 five years from now that are just kind of fine-tuning or finding different niches that work well for people and i think the fact that this is at its core a very technical and very tangible niche in youtube or in twitch or in however content is is based that is based around doing a thing and the more you fall, you 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 separate yourself from that thing. I mean, I don't say you run the risk to make it sound like it's a like a negative thing, but you're not going to be in that group anymore. And maybe you're more successful and or, or don't want to be, or there's a new group. But you go so far where you're just doing reaction videos and talking about the hot topic of of what's been going on in Games Workshop drama lately. That's not the hobby side of miniature painting anymore. Sure. No, it isn't. But like, whatever. You can make whatever content you want. You can want. do whatever you want. Yeah. But then maybe the sphere of what we're analyzing here, that that, that falls outside of that sphere because no, it's it doesn't. too far removed. No, no. It's all I, it's all miniature painting adjacent content, which I think was what the question was asking, right? Sure. Like what, what are we going to see? Sure. Okay. Uh, Just know you might fall off my cliff. It's straight too far. It's straight too far from the. He's gonna, you're going to have to get shepherded again. Cut off the mushroom shepherd. The mushling shepherd will find you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> get back, get back in here, uh, Chris. That's going to cost you another five dollars. Take mushroom <laughs> chapter later on in the video. Uh, okay, other kinds of content that might exist, and this is a little bit of a cheap shot because it kind of already exists right now. But I think we're going to see more of it, or it's going to grow to be a bigger thing. We're going to see more content creators that are parts of studios and companies where there are multiple people in a company all making content for one channel. Yeah. Right? So Tabletop time. Tabletop time. Jazz's thing. Yeah. That is uh, Sorry. Warmer uh, <laughs> uh, 40K in 40 minutes. What the fuck it's called? What's that, what's uh, that called? Tabletop? What's that, what's that called? You made, you had several collabs with them. Oh my God, John. Um, that one is a, is a studio of employees. Uh, Emil is starting to get into that world of having two to three or possibly more uh, employees. Um, yeah, so we're going to see, I think, more of this Linus Tech Tipian. Play on stuff. tabletop. Play on tabletop. I knew it had tabletop. In yeah, it. I know. Um, then I just said tabletop time yeah, before it, so I completely know. lost in my head. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to see more of this like kind of Linus Tech Tip style studio-esque miniature painting yes. centric stuff where like they're pumping out like three videos a week, four videos a week, yeah. you know, with a live stream and a podcast and like all this, you know, like a lot of content to consume. Yeah. And it's going to be, a, there's a, there's a gaming wing and then there's a, exactly. a hobby wing. And then that's, my, that's a, my fucking dream, bro. Okay. If you wing. had to start your own fucking channel, you couldn't have worked with me. We could have made cool stuff together. And then I could have paid you a fraction of that. <laughs> <laughs> That honestly, though, is my, is my dream. I know I've said it before on the podcast. I would love to have friends working, making videos on the same channel and have a gaming wing and have a fucking skit wing and have a painting wing and like a, a gear review fucking shit. I would love all that. I'd love it. I think it's, I think it's cool. It seems just, like, yeah. to me, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to, it's a lot to manage. It's yeah. a lot of leadership to, to figure it, out. That's the part about it that I don't like is the, the bigger you make that, the less you are connected to the part that you love. Unless that's the part that you love. Yeah, you get further removed for yeah. sure. And and so I'm just like, I mean, we're already spade to spade here. We're already seeing that with Squidmar. You know, he he's doing less in his own videos. I mean, in mm. which he's, you know, doing very well. He's putting out videos very consistent. He's got amazing mini painter friends yeah. that make some awesome stuff for him. Dude, yeah, dude, that Harry Potter dude. Yeah, dude. Motherfucker can paint Fucking so fast. Harry. He can paint so fast and so well. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, what do you, how do you do that? That's wild. Drop Squidmar. Start yourself. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Start your own channel. Leave him. <laughs> what is this shit? What are we doing right now? <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. So like, we just need to, we need, we need more talented friends. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we need talented <laughs> friends who have zero interest in making their own content, but want to be paid a nominal fee for helping us out. I, and if I that describes you, okay. send me an email, Scott at maniac.co. Okay, you know what? I my version of this that excites me more than your version mm -hmm. is the Retin Link version. See, yeah, that's where they are still game show stuff. Well, no, not game show stuff. I'm talking about like they're still the fun. They're still the on screen. They're just doing a bazillion things because all the the administrative heavy lifting shit. We got somebody else for that. Stevie, That's what I want. yeah, yeah. They got Stevie. Yeah, I need a Stevie. Yeah, Stevie is amazing because Stevie is all of Rhett and Link's creative potential and like what they want to do put into a human being. She knows what they what they want to do, and she just is able to fucking suss it all out without yeah. them. And it's 
like it's it's uncanny. Yeah. Um, I think you're exactly right that five years from now we're gonna have five of those. Five, you think? Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. I, I, I mean, it may not be like five that have like six different channels and of all these different things spread across them, but they'll be of that model at some varying degree in the, in their evolution. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I, and I think that's from a consumer perspective, from a viewer perspective, if I really like what you do, I really like what your channel does. I really interested in your perspective and doing all these kinds of things. Are you, got, are you bidding on something on eBay right now? No, keep talking. Um, that I think um, that that's, that's a very positive evolution for me as a consumer, right? It's like, I love goobs. I love ML. I love Guy. They did more oh. stuff. I'd, I'd be interested because I'm into them. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that's, that's good. But I think you got to start with one. And you got to get some success and stuff with one and go from there. What are you, what are you reading over there? Okay. It's about the topic that we're, that we're discussing. So I think we're actually a little bit too YouTube focused right now. Okay. Okay. I think that we're going to see TV shows, <gasps> right? Miniature painting TV shows. MPTV? Yes. And I'm actually curious. I want to, I want to kind of gauge this audience's interests level goody peepees if we had a tv show yeah what would you want it to look like no i don't want people to just create my show ideas for me i'll figure it out myself um no but about about miniature painting content like uh for like, a, like a tv show like uh i'm trying to think of anything like a food network thing like yeah like maybe like a challenge focused thing like what kind of brands and what kind of things would you want to see in it? Would you want to see GW stuff? Would you want to not see any GW stuff? Would you want to see smaller things? Would you, would you want to see people that have no content follow? Oh, sorry, no uh, social media following. They're kind of just like, kind of like, uh, like at the show Queer Eye. You get a person who's like a totally unknown person. And they get re- remade. What if you had like a, a hobbyist who's like just in their corner of the world who's fucking amazing? Their buddy like is like, hey you should be part of the show. And he signs him up. And it's like, whoa, look at this person that I've never seen before. Now they're on the show and they're amazing. I'm curious. Like, you know, what would you search for in a miniature painting themed TV show? I'd love to hear it in the comment section yeah. below. Truly would love to hear it. But yeah, I think we're going to see TV shows. We started to get some documentary things that yeah. are of higher quality, yeah. interviewing some big names in the industry. Um, not, I don't think a movie it was, it would be a place for it, but definitely, yeah, definitely. Where docs. does this TV show live? Because it feels to me that like a lot of what we do is kind of episode episodic TV on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Okay, probably Netflix probably would would pick up something like that, like a miniature painting yeah. TV show, like eight episodes. Like I that. think I've told you about this before, but as somebody that can financially back this, uh, you need our creative juices for this. I want Ink Master, the mini painting show. Ink Master. Oh, the tattoo thing? It's a tattoo competition show where they have like 12 artists and then they have a challenge and they have a winner each week based on the challenge and the lowest ranking gets kicked off. Fuck, dude. That's and so at the end, you have this... And you have like a... Mat- so what they do for the finale is the two or three people that go to the finale, they have... A, their canvas is always a full back piece and they have mm. X number of months to do it. Like... The show ends, 
right leading up to the finale, and then they they <laughs> film the finale. God, can you say finale, finale. like eight more times? It's so weird. I say finale, and he's saying finale. Because <laughs> um, I'm from Nolens. Um <laughs> Wait, and, what part of the show are we talking about? The, the finale. <laughs> And then they gotta come back after after the finale after, for the finale. Oh, and this is where the finale happens, and they do like a live reveal, live judging, and there's one winner there, and they win like a hundred grand or something. Wow, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll I, give you like, can I can I compete, please? I give you like seventy John bucks and some Fago. That's what you get if you win. You get a lifetime supply of Diet Fago. <laughs> it only comes in orange and grapes. I hope you like those flavors. Yeah. Um. I think that would be rad as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna put that out on Warhammer Plus. Yeah. See, yeah. So that 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 would be the concern. That would be the concern if like you wanted to involve GW. They that they they they'd want to just like you know do it on their own thing, like their their own version of Netflix. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think I we'll think definitely we, see that in the future. I think yeah, I don't think uh, Ink Master Mini Painting Edition could work with GW models because they would they would fucking bring the hammer down on that. You think so? I don't know. I don't know either. It's it's hard to say because it's like, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, okay. TV shows. That's a thing. We'll see. Good. I like that. I like that. I like uh, what if, what, what, what if, what if, uh, like coll- these conglomerates that we're seeing, what if they're like, hey, now that uh, GW has shown you that what Warhammer Plus is, but you don't like it or you want it better, you want it by a bigger group of artists, people taking that template in making their own, which is kind of like the conglomerate we were talking about. We're seeing all these different sides of it. What if it's their own, basically, app home? What if it's all in an app? Mm, okay. Like a miniature painting experience appified. Yeah. 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 A lot of shit's in apps right now. Yeah. You can, like, yeah, it's weird. I hate it, honestly. Um, but, yeah, probably, yeah. Like, you could go to one place... For all your all your content, I mean that kind of sounds like Warhammer Plus, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay, so you're saying someone else That's is going to do I'm that? Say, I'm okay. saying like that. I mean, th- like that be- being better. The, the starter point for others to kind of grow off of. The problem with that is um, finale. Um, oh, the problem with that is you take one of the key values of a single platform where people go for multiple reasons, and you throw that out the window. So people go to YouTube to every day to check. People go to Facebook every day to check. It's not just for you, but then when they're there, they're reminded of you. And they're like, oh, Scott's got a new video, whatever. So the sheer amount of exposure from a hub that's super successful and doesn't need you is so much less of a burden to carry of me, my, my own thing buried in my pages of apps or a folder in a folder in my whatever apps to open up my app. Like, simple barrier of entry is legitimately an issue. Yeah, it's like, I go to YouTube, that's where I want to fucking go. I don't want to go to some other thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I got to go to Warhammer Plus's app? Oh, my God, that's so much work. I'm not going to press two presses. (laughs) Did we cover all this? I feel like we just just crushed this. What about, like, ASMR content? What about non-narrated Visually beautiful miniature painting content that is not educational, but it's just just there for the eye candy. Okay, that's good. That's wanna, like you're seeing those shorts. Uh, you see some of that crap on YouTube too, like the shorts on YouTube. Hashtag and stuff. shorts. Shorts. Where 
it's and it's why like Luke Tone is so freaking successful. Luke Tone is not super successful because all these people want to make model train shit like him. Oh no, yeah. It's because it is like super satisfying, relaxing, and just seeing the whole process super cool. Yeah. We are innately at a bigger disadvantage in mini painting because like you see the dude already. He's just black now, and at the end, he's got colors on him. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about this recently, or I was with uh, with Curtis, my roommate, and he was like, he was like, what if you sculpted the model and painted it? And I was like, it's a little bit easier said than done. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that would be cool. And, you know, Traverian could definitely do something like that, but that is a fuckload of work in one video, right? Sculpt the model and paint it beautifully. It's like, that is like, I don't know, that's like a month of work, if not more. Oh, yeah. And then you are what you're doing is spitting in the face of what's tried and true that is successful, which is the opposite of that. We talked about face of it. I mean, you're saying here's what really works to be successful in YouTube is constant content. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, and they're like, like, "Eh, one video every three months. Yeah, you know what? Luke Toen does that. He makes a video. I just checked recently. It's like once every three months. Sometimes he has like a, a faster one. That's his frequency, and they have like over a million views. I, I know, but I love it. It doesn't take that many subs, a channel with so many subs to get over a million views in that period of time. Are you joking? Think. Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. It does. I have 300,000 subscribers. Do you know how hard it is to get those people to watch my fucking videos? <laughs> so hard. Okay. Well, look at your monthly views, right? It's probably, I haven't looked in a while. Yeah. But if you look at your monthly views, take that times three and see what that, see what that compares to his one month of a, a million views. Like you're, probably pretty close well maybe but he has a ton of videos that yeah, are also backlog. you're talking about backlog too yeah okay. yeah 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 okay all right touche scott yeah okay that's awesome i would love to do that too i love to, yeah i fucking love that yeah. but yeah by the way subscriber numbers bullshit it's just a number the what what you gotta look at for a channel's healthiness is how many views are getting on average yeah i mean the subscribers just tell you what the uh active audience for potential is the floor is higher Right, the more subs you have, but it doesn't equate to necessarily anything. Yeah, anything, anything. Because you can have a million subscribers and five thousand views a video. Yeah, that could happen. I want to see ASMR content. Yeah, it's just brush licking sounds. Yeah, that's the problem. There's not much. Not much there's not much tooling and sound effects. There, there is some, right? You could do like a like a compressor for an airbrush, a little bit of that. You know, this thing. Yeah, you could do a little bit of the. Oh, let's go around. Yeah, a little bit of the. Oh, hey, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here get here. that on there. Here we go. Ready for this? Get fucking, you want some ASMR shit right now in let's your fucking it. ears? Let's do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should make a list. We go around the room and we find all the things that make sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that was Scotty's bee hole for you listeners. <laughs> that was my my whale hole. That didn't make hardly oh, any sound. A little. He's got about the pressure stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's got a little metal sound there, too. Listen yeah, to this. Click, Ready? Click. Ready? Oh, fuck. It's leaking. You fucking, like, maximize that volume, dude? Yeah, dude. It sounds like Santa's little elves making stuff. Making toys. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's here's the good old quality one. Shaking paint, baby. Give me some of that. I think what there's else? probably, like, ten. Solid. We got one. ten sound effects. We got ten. We could put this on on a, a stream deck. <laughs> Just put it, push through the buttons. Okay. Okay. There's 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 an idea here. Hair dryer. That's too loud. I think. Yeah. 
I think, yeah. I think we need to test this. Okay. I mean, test. Like, is there a sound of like squooching out paint? Is that a sound? You could add it, okay? Like, you could go in your fridge, grab some fucking old meat and squeeze it and then record that sound and then kind of just add it in very quietly while you're fucking squeegeeing paint out and be like, oh. It's like when you put the ketchup, you squeeze the ketchup out and there's a little bit of fart sound of it coming out. Yeah, okay. You can make it a fart sound if you're a fucking child like John is, but I'm an artist. The ketchup fart sound is primo. I laugh at that every oh, time it happens, and my daughter does too. So, oh, dude, imagine like have this fucking beautiful video, and it's just a little, like, little. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say I anything. Make that video because it would be so funny. You don't say anything, no. right? <sighs> oh god. Okay, I had an idea. For, I had an idea for a video. It's on my video list. Uh, and I think I told you about it. Where it's like beautiful. And it's like, like slow motion. And you're like sculpting something, and <laughs> like what you end up sculpting is a set of ass cheeks <laughs> that screws on to the front of your airbrush where your crown goes to your needle guard. And when you screw it on, it the needle comes right where the asshole is, and then you just fucking spray brown paint, and the, <laughs> the, the video ends. <laughs> It's like, oh, what is he making? Oh, it's oh, a new needle guard. Oh. It's like, oh, it's a pair of butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do that. Like, a lot. <laughs> I Nothing is funnier than a real, like, long con. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. Yeah, but how do, you, how do you hide the fact that it's a pair of butt cheeks? Because it's pretty obvious. It's like, oh, it's just two mounds. Like, what? Obviously. Yeah, there's, there's a way, but it's... Yeah, maybe out of focus footage. I mean, like you only saw one cheek. Yeah, it's at the angle too, because from the back side where you're doing all the t- tooling, <laughs> you're coming in from the back side. You yeah. know. Yeah. This is this is a we quali- have the technology. This is a quality out. like minute and a half long video yes. though. Okay. Yes, that's that's a good point. Uh, anyways, that's a lot of content. Those are our theories. Uh, what are your predictions for the future of miniature painting content? There's a lot of there's a, okay. There's a lot of things that we asked you to comment on in the description. So I'm I'm expecting you guys to fucking have like multiple paragraph long comments, mm-hmm. okay? And I will read them all. Will and I will not respond, but I will read them all. Also, also, you can like pause the video, put in your comment as you hear us ask the question, edit the comment, and enter, and then you hit play again, and then you just put another comment because two comments are better than one. Yeah. So so John is telling you. How to game the system. Yes. We appreciate it. Okay. We appreciate your gamesmanship. Yeah, we want your crystal balls <laughs> to tell us the future. Because uh, I'm only moderately confident in our predictions. <laughs> and as usual, your ideas are better than ours. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're at the newsy news part of the show. There's a bit of a theme in the news section. There is a theme. There's one thing that I want to talk about first. Fine. Actually, no. Uh, I can't talk about it yet because I was going to talk about the fact that we hit 10,000 members on our uh, Trapped Under Plastic like page right now. And I looked at it right now and we're like four people away. Oh. <laughs> so I can't we're about say there. we're at 10,000. We're almost there. But if you're a goody PP, it's a lot of good And pee-pees. you're not a member of the Facebook page, it's something you can do. We can talk about attendees and get mad at each other and have to delete your posts. That's <laughs> Basically the group. <laughs> Sounds like fun to you. <laughs> 10,000 sprudes and spruettes. That's God an damn. army. That is. We yeah. could we could raise a militia and like probably seize a very small town. We could take Alabama with that number. You think so? Alabama? The entirety the entirety of it? Uh no. Just like a little little bit of the bayou. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that's not that's not Alabama. There's no bayous in Alabama. Are there? I don't really know. Or is that Nolens? That that's Louisiana has got the bayou got in the bayou. there. Get that get that crab bowl down in the bayou. Okay, okay. Have a shrimp bowl. Shrimp bowl. Down in the bayou. I'm trying to quote fucking Forrest Gump, but I can't remember all the versions of shrimp that he says. Uh, oh, you got your broil shrimp. You got, you got real shrimp. You got your pan fry shrimp. <laughs> you got your fucking breaded shrimp. <laughs> you got your butterfly shrimp. Your shrimp scampi. You got your garlic shrimp. <laughs> shrimp. Shrimp. Okay. Moving on to the news. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> uh, okay. There's the theme. Uh, with our news, and it is one of bad press for GW. Let me just say this. We shit on GW a lot, but I was reminded of the fact that there are actually a lot of employees at GW that I really look up to as like hobbyists that I have always followed since a little kid. And I love those people. They're great people. Um, and there are even greater people in other places too that I don't even know about. Um, so it's like, we're not, I don't hate GW that much, um, but they get a lot of bad press and we want to talk about it because this is the news segment. First and foremost, uh, GW, I only know if it's happening one time. They asked an animator to join their Warhammer Plus fold. Shrimp. Shrimp. The, the Warhammer Shrimp. <laughs> Warhammer Shrimp. Uh, and uh, this person had an active Patreon where they were making fan-made animated content. Like, you know, totally in the 40K universe, not at all trying to be different, definitely in their IP. That person said no. And GW was like, we're going to take you down. Asia Shrimp Ma. Yeah. <laughs> so GW reported their content as IP thefts on uh, Patreon and they're gone. They don't they don't have a Patreon anymore. Um and okay, this is a weird thing to talk about, right? Because like they have the grounds to do it, right? People are making money off of an IP that they sp- spent a lot of time and money building and cultivating. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you have the right to do that. And it's very easy for us to sit here and be like, wow, that's really shitty of you to do. Um, and so I don't know how to feel about this. How, how should I feel about this? I think I've got a great real world example about how you should feel about it. How do you feel? Yeah. Okay. About an Italian miniature painting convention <laughs> that's called Miniac Weekly. If only... I had it. The name Miniac Week, Miniac's Week, Miniac's Week. If only I had the name, copyright, wrote, written. Is that what it is? I don't fucking know. Yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, I have no legal grounds to do that. GW has like an IP team on staff. Yeah. Okay. They got their shit. Like they're not losing using your logo and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a fucking word. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a word. Okay. I couldn't uh, help myself. S- side note, side note. You know Disney? Have you ever heard of Disney? I've heard of, I've heard of Disney. Do you know they own the very popular IP Star Wars? Uh, I do know that, yes. Have you seen Star Wars content on YouTube ever? Uh like fan-made stuff? Of, yeah. Like I don't I don't I wouldn't know one way or the other cuz I yes, there give is. zero fucks. There's there's <laughs> Anyways, there's tons of it. There's tons of it. And Disney for the most part does not give a fuck about it, right? They make it. It's amazing. You know, the other side of the story is that, you know, this is generating interest in your uh, yeah. your game as well. So it's like, why do you care to take it down? So not only does it look bad to do it, whether or not it's right to do, it looks bad. And it's like, these people are like 
possibly getting you more fans through it like without you needing to pay them to do it at all so why are you fighting it anyways that's one thing we got to move on because a couple of them um the youtube channel has been on for a very long time if the emperor had a talk to speech engine is on an indefinite hiatus because he fears that he is in that realm of getting punished by the GW Banhammer. Um, and ironically, his number of patrons patrons and Patreon dollars has doubled since he's done so. Are you serious? 100%. Wow, that's amazing. He makes like, uh, well, I, I can't remember what the dollar amount was monthly, but it's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. It's like $30,000 a month Okay, now. Um, but it's a whole team. Like, it's a business. It's not a dude. Like, it's a ton of people that work that create that. What? Content. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. So, yeah. So it's not just like one dude just cashing a check every month. It's a lot of expenses and stuff that go into that. Okay. Um, Related to this, I had a friend who is not necessarily interested in the hobby world send me a highly upvoted Reddit post because he reads r slash all, which is like the front page of uh, all the most upvoted stuff. Hmm. And there was a post from Warhammer 40K in that section, which is not normal at all. And guess what it was? It was... What's the right way to boycott GW? It was a little infographic about how you should tell GW that you are upset with their policies in a proactive and meaningful way that isn't like stupid and not going to actually do anything. Right. Um, 17,000 upvotes when I put this in the Google Doc, and I'm sure it's got more now. Mm. That's crazy, though. That's fucking crazy. That's a ton of traction on that post. Yeah. That's, I mean, that post alone, its existence and then that popular sends a pretty strong message. Yes. By the way, should we review it? No, fuck it. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, the last bit of bad uh, press they had was that GW isn't paying their employees very well. But I believe that was only one uh, use case. Um, I know of another particular use case where people are getting paid okay. Um so I don't really know the, the validity of that claim. I'm sure it's a little bit of column A, column B. I used to be a Geek Squad employee. I was a very hardworking advanced repair agent. And one day I figured out that other motherfuckers there were getting paid way more than I was. And I had no idea than that. And when I found out, I was like, fucking fix this. And they did. So businesses have a tendency to do this sometimes where they don't let employees talk about what they earn because this happens. Um, I don't know. It's a thing that happens. I mean, there's... There's a pretty customary way to go about this, and that's just a publicized pay scale. Um, oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, that that's, what, that's what my organization does. Oh, seriously? Yep. And every single uh, job that's posted on our site, which is very common in the United States, it tells you what the pay range is for that position before oh, yeah. you ever apply. Like, you should know going in um, where it's at because then that information becomes public. And then if there is something off, that's going to work to correct itself. Because people are like that, you can't do that. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, interesting. I, I kind of forgot about that. I remember from Guy's video that he had a picture of like an article that GW wrote uh, saying why they don't do that. Um, saying like we don't list the pay. In we want thing. people to be passionate and blah blah blah. Exactly. Not about the money. Exactly. I don't give a shit. You're not gonna bring the dude that's not passionate in for an interview. Or if you do, you're gonna know like this. And if you don't, then you suck at your job. Because 
that you should be cultivating the biggest amount of applicants as possible because in theory that gives you the biggest talent pool to make the best decision to find the right person that's going to make the awesomest product or rules or whatever so that's bullshit line in any company and there are a lot of companies that say that i have worked with i've seen that it doesn't work out too well for you guarantee you that son i mean it's not working out very well right now uh getting a little bit of heat okay that's all for the heat on GW. Uh, Age of Samar got a little... We got some dragons up in here. And people are really excited about this. I, I did not see big dragons coming. I saw dragon riders coming because Vince has been talking about dragon riders for six months. Dragon rider! Hey, ride in the sky! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sort of a hair metal band. <laughs> um, I, I, am, I am lukewarm on the dude on dragon. Yeah. I dig scar the big dragon scar scar i'm definitely turning scar into a zombie dragon you Vampire should turn Lord and zombie dragon. scar into a lion and then have him fucking killing a smaller dragon called simba oh, yes. <laughs> okay it doesn't matter um okay so yeah i those are big models i don't know how much they're gonna cost gonna be a lot of money probably north of 200 bucks i think they're on the biggest pie plate that gw has it's like a 180 so they're gonna be like oh man that's too big <laughs> I think Smaug is that big. Smaug. Smaug. Um, that's cool. I'm not, are- I'm not. I'm not super into dragons. I'm not super into giant fucking monsters yeah. that take me a bazillion years to paint. Uh, but I'm very happy that other people are happy about it. Um, that's cool. The last thing on the news is not about the workshop made for games, but it's <laughs> on the the kids that are made into wizards, whiz kids. Uh, we mentioned this in the news probably like six plus months ago about the announcement that WizKids was bringing out sprue-based... <coughs> whoa, minis. Uh, sucked in too much air there. <laughs> sprue-based minis, and then like a new like paint line, which is basically just an excuse to add more mini paints. I think it's Vallejo paints. It is. It's called Prismatic Paints, and they're made by Vallejo, because, you know, Vallejo needs to make <laughs> more fucking lines of paint. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, there isn't enough. There's Vallejo Air. There's Vallejo Game. There's Vallejo Model. There's fucking Mecca. There's the Vallejo uh, generic brand that exists in stores like Blick. Now there's fucking Prismatic Paint. I'm on six right now. Uh, there's like a bunch of weird ones that are like for like specific IPs, like uh, Zomicide and things like that. Like Vallejo. No, I kindly it, calm the fuck down. Okay, I thought, I thought Army Painter was Zombicide, but oh, is it? Okay, yeah. sorry. Did they have? Did you say Mecha? I, I zoned out there for a moment. I said Mecha. Yeah, Mecha. Okay. Did you uh, say Metal Color? No. What? That's kind of like it's, it's not a whole new range. Shit. But yeah, whatever. Um, also, they have sprue based miniatures. You say that? Yes, that was the most important part of this news. Yes. Yeah, so typically, Wiz Kids have pre painted or pre assembled miniatures, um, or both. Um, and now they're sprue-based. Clip them out, glue them together, clean them up. I'm, I am excited. Oh, well, this might mean, and I'm probably it's probably not going to mean much, but I really hope the quality is there. If it is, I mean... It's not going to be, dude. It's not going to be. But they're on a sprue, like... I, I can't recall even like smaller companies. You ever get stuff on Sprue? Remember, you get like stuff in the swag bag from Adepticon. It was some no name company or whatever. And I got stuff on Sprue. Maybe the artistic side of it wasn't nearly as good oh, as okay. GW, but the actual quality of the plastic was always like super solid. And if this is a thing, I mean, that's fair. It might be an, a, an opportunity to break away a bit from Games Workshop content because that's always what's so successful and. I mean, there's I mean, plenty of opportunity to do that. 
Right. I mean, there's opportunity, but you, I mean, you're not acknowledging the elephant in the room that Games Workshop content in the hobby side just gets way more viewers on average than if you don't, you know, and not saying that you can't have a successful video without them. You absolutely can. And saying it's, you know, you get a couple more bullets in your chamber if it's got a big old space marine on the cover. Pew, pew. But I, I don't, I'm excited. It's new models on Sprues. It's Dungeons and Dragons. I'm pumped because it's like you're going to have like a bard and you're going to have different options for a bard and then all these different weapons and maybe different heads and all these things like you customize your D&D characters. Like that seems like hot fire to me. <laughs> if the model quality is good. All right. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for sticking around and listening to us uh, scream at you, uh, sing hair metal lyrics at you. ASMR you wax poetic about YouTube for maybe like a solid 45 minutes. We we had fun. This is good to sometimes like take a 50,000 foot view of anything that you're so close to. Sometimes literally when you're painting, you're literally very close to it. Yes. And it's interesting. I mean, to me, I want to know, I have my own ideas of like, this is kind of how we operate. I don't know if everyone operates this way. We do the stuff that like we like to watch or things that like excite us. Yes. And if that excites us, then we're excited to make it. But we don't know what's inside of all the goody peepees heads. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily want to know all that's inside <laughs> your heads. But like, like what was like, what would get you the most excited? Like what, what, what? <laughs> Wait, what are you asking for now? You I'm, asking, not, I'm asking for more comments. Yeah. He's just in wanted. the comment section of what is the best thing in the future in the Scott Niles do that. Yeah, please. We need we need help. Please I mean, send I need, help. I need help. Please. This is well, I'm Tom Hanks. This is Castaway. <laughs> send help. There's a bottle. Yeah. A message in it. Wilson, he got <laughs> thrown out to sea. Right. I need help. Okay, this is bullshit. Uh, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can buy a T-shirt from us, which is uh, fulfilled on Teespring, linked below and in the show notes. You can also watch our episodes on youtube with uh ads enabled with various browsers you have add-ons that you can enable ads on various channels you can whitelist them and watch ads we play an ad every 30 minutes john is farting and i'm not acknowledging it but i just did uh there are also you can tell your nerd friends about our channel you can also give us a review on apple Podcasts or stitcher or google podcast Wherever you listen to podcasts, all shrimp, shrimp podcast, podcast shrimp, uh, a podcast shrimp. <laughs> uh, and uh, if you're looking to spend some more money because you've got all of our fucking sick ass merch, uh, you can also become a patron. Wow, how did I forget that? That, that one's important because, like, that's the big one. Stu, who came up with the, the episode topic for today, is a patron and he submitted it. Yes, that's one of the rewards being a patron. You can submit topics. You can also submit your managers for us to give live feedback on during an episode. Yeah. And you also get access to a longer podcast episode where we give that feedback, where we talk about new things we tried out in the hobby and also other artists we've discovered and love very dearly. We learned a lot about floofy shirts, big feather hats, and makeup today in our after party diagnosis of minis we liked i don't know if it was a lot but some we we learned a bit a bit and we shared some of that that's it for now if i don't end this john's gonna keep talking <laughs> <laughs> so until next time we'll catch you on the flop shrimp